On today's episode, we will be discussing how to keep intimacy alive in a long-term relationship, how love ties in with evolution, and also the theory of love. On today's episode, we will be discussing how to keep intimacy alive in a long-term relationship, how love ties in with evolution, and also the theory of love. So you've been together with your significant other for six months now. Halfway to a year, when they walk into the room, you still get the same feeling you did when you first saw them. This is your person. You've been with your significant other for a year now. What a milestone, and when they walk into the room, you still get the same feeling you did when you first saw them. But now you've talked about a life together, maybe a house, maybe even planned out scenarios because this is your person. A year and a half, and when they walk into the room, you still get the same feeling you did when you first met them. Your heart still beats a little faster when they do certain things. Your bond has gotten stronger than ever, and no one can compare because this is your person. Two years later, and you got people saying, damn, they're still together? And every time they walk into the room, you feel a certain way, but it's not exactly how it was when you first told them. This is because you're just getting comfortable now, but this is still your person. Three years pass, and they're still your person, but the intimacy just isn't as alive as it was when you first met them. You don't want to let go because you still have love for them. You've already started to grow with them. Only problem is, how can you keep the passion alive after another five years? Ten? What about 20 if it's already starting to dial down after the third year and you got a lifetime to go? I'm here with somebody going through this situation. So why don't you start off by telling us what's been going on with your relationship? It started off pretty great. I still have much love for this girl and I don't want to let go of everything because of how much we've built over the last three years. I just don't, I don't feel the spark anymore. Well, as important as commitment and passion is in a long-term relationship, intimacy plays an important role too. In fact, intimacy also helps partners maintain a bond and even brings happiness into the relationship. It draws the two of you in a body and soul, almost keeping your relationship healthy in a way. Have you tried to restore it, the lack of intimacy with your partner? I've thought about it, but I can't actually get myself to do it. And what happens if you continue to dream and make scenarios in your head and end up losing the person for good because there's no restoring the intimacy? What can I do to restore it? I've tried to restore it physically, but it, it hasn't been the same since we first met. One thing you should never do is force the connection. You grow older together with the person and have priorities of your own, but you also have priorities to maintain with them. Restoring the spark doesn't always have to be so thought out and planned every single detail of. A good way to keep the intimacy alive is to separate physical intimacy for a bit. Don't just jump into it. Those little dates and trips you had started at the first of your relationship still play an important role. Carve out time for your partner. Sex should be a priority. Maybe change the way you initiate it. Make it passionate. Take your time and have fun. After all, this is your person. Hey, everyone. So I have a question for y'all. Have y'all ever really liked someone, but you weren't sure if you're really in love or if you're just started having a simple crush? Well, you can just look at the stages of love. Today, I'll be talking to you about the three stages of love, which are lust, attraction, and attachment. And to be real with you guys, you only find out if you're in love by stage two, but we'll talk more about that later. So the first stage is lust, and it's the most simple stage yet the most confusing for teens. In this stage, the two hormones that you experience are testosterone and estrogen. This is where you find the other partner attractive and want to start a simple relationship with them. Most teens confuse this with actual love and usually don't wait the whole process through. Now stage two is where you realize you might actually be in love. In this stage, you experience adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin. During this stage, your physical responses are include your heart racing when you see the person or you might have a dry mouth you'll notice you have a lot more energy and you'll feel like you don't need to eat that much or sleep that much 
Emotional, pro- emotional responses are constant thoughts about the person. You experience like extreme joy and pleasure around them when, and you take simple delight in every part of your relationship. Like your partner or you could literally just go to the mall for the day and you'll find it like the most happiest day of your life. In this stage, you can also, you also start to ignore or any or majority of the flaws your partner has. Which leads to the saying, love is blind. As you're always so happy around this person, you can't see any flaws in them. By this stage, most people know for sure if they're in love and decide to go to stage 3. In this stage, you experience oxytocin, which is where you feel more attached and you become closer as a couple. Which is released during orgasm. The more sexual activity you have with your partner, the deeper the bond between the two of you. You also start to experience vasopressin, which is where your kidneys start to dry up allowing you to control your thirst. The last thing you experience is endorphins, which is also released during orgasm. Endorphins are a natural pain reliever, and your body experiences a lot more when you're with your partner in stage three. So now, we're here at the end, and I hope this clears up some of your guys' thoughts and feelings and questions. If you're ever confused on if you're really in love, or if you're just attracted to the person, double check the three stages, lust, attraction, and attachment. Do you constantly think about them, is your heart constantly racing around them? Do you take delights in the little things you do with each other? Ask yourself this, and who knows, maybe you're lucky enough to have fallen in love. I'm here to talk about exactly why we love. To do that, we must first understand how love affects the brain. When you first fall in love, you experience a rush of brain hormones including oxytocin, dopamine, and sex hormones. This influx of hormones plays an important role in these intense and euphoric feelings. Romantic love and appeal can activate the opioid system of the brain, which is the part of the brain that controls pain, reward, and addictive behaviors. Scientists have suggested that this system could have evolved to help us choose the best partner by creating rewarding feelings when we see this potential partner. Obviously, the opioid system evolved within humans because of the benefits it has in certain areas, like survival, for instance. We are very social beings who thrive in a community because we are less adequate on our own, so staying in a community increases our chances of survival. Another reason we have evolved to love is because of procreation. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope each segment was beneficial and provided our listeners with more knowledge about love within the components we discussed. Next time, join us as we discuss how to deal with your mental well-being. We will be having guest speakers, interviews, and even phone conversations with viewers. Stay tuned. Make sure to follow us on our social media to stay up to date with new podcasts and also connect with us on a more personal level. Links will be in the description.